Welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program or JSMP in Jacksonville, Florida. JSMP is a nonprofit advocacy prevention program dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and prevention. Joining us today is Dr. Michelle Bowling, Director of Athletic Training and Professor at the University of North Florida. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. We're speaking to parents and uh, students that are considering a future in college or a career path of, of athletic training. March is National Athletic Training Month with the theme, there is an AT for that. Help us understand what is an AT or an athletic trainer. So athletic trainers are highly qualified healthcare professionals that are specifically trained in the prevention, examination, diagnosis, and treatment, along with rehabilitation for various medical conditions, um, including emergent conditions, uh, acute injuries, and chronic injuries. And so we're typically working with those who are physically active um, in a variety of settings that I, I know we'll discuss at some point. Okay, so we talk about emergent settings, which emergencies that happen. Uh, we have the familiar uh, cardiac arrest that was on national TV recently. We have uh, other just uh, sprains and strains and fractures and uh, high ankle sprains that occur during games and things like that. So, and as you said, there's a variety of workplaces, which we'll try and talk about that uh, too. So how do I become an athletic trainer? What's the educational uh, requirements? Right. So athletic training um, just uh, recently has now changed where the entry level degree is a master's degree. So to become an athletic trainer, you have to go through an accredited program at the graduate degree level. Um, there are around 280 programs across the U.S. that are accredited at um, the professional um, or to become an athletic trainer, I should say. So um, you'll need to go through one of those programs. And up upon completion of that program, you can sit for the board exam. Um, so it's the board of certification exam in athletic training. And, and once you pass that, you can then, depending on the state you work in, um, you can, one, become certified, and then you may need to uh, get licensure. And that's what's required in the state of Florida to practice as an athletic trainer. But you'd need to follow your state um, laws to figure out what you would need to then practice clinically as an athletic trainer. That's quite a growth spurt of educational programs. When I was seeking to be an athletic trainer, there were probably less than 10 <laughs> around the world, and uh, they were way out in Montana, Arizona, and everywhere else. So uh, uh, there was the internship route at mm -hmm. that back at that day, but uh, now it is, a uh, as we are healthcare providers, uh, much higher educational, uh, educational training requirements in that, which... Uh, really helps elevate the profession in a, in a great way. So uh, where am I going to be working? Yeah, so athletic trainers, they work in a lot of settings. I think what we most typically see is athletic trainers in the secondary school setting. So um, I think the highest percentage of athletic trainers, that's where they're working. So um, with high school athletes or even, you know, down into middle school athletes, um, but you also see athletic trainers, they work in the collegiate setting. They also work in professional sports. Um, more and more athletic trainers are, are starting to work um, in the military, performing arts, in uh, outpatient orthopedic clinics is a common area, too, for athletic trainers, including some physician offices. 
They also work in the military um, and then also for some corporations. So um, we call that the kind of the industrial setting. And so um, we're seeing more and more athletic trainers getting hired by some larger corporations to help with injury management that or injuries that are happening on site. Well, our profession's evolved uh, quite a bit. Uh, this week is the Daytona 500. We've even mm-hmm. had athletic trainers working uh, with NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's a very incredible opportunities. I will say this about the high schools. There's opportunities out there as well as there needs to be a lot of job creation. Because what we have learned is that one third of our uh, schools, high schools, don't even have access to a certified athletic trainer nationwide. About one-third are served through sports rehabilitation clinics, and about one-third are full-time certified athletic trainers in the high school setting in a variety of situations, some teaching, some not teaching. And that's really where our grassroots have started in the high school, in the college realm. Of course, everybody wants to go to the NFL but mm-hmm. there's only uh, or the NBA, but there's only so many positions available, just like from an athlete standpoint. Uh, only so many can go uh, professional. But as one person told me, uh, your work ethic is your resume, and that will help you to uh, situation you want to to be in. Yeah. So what about the, uh, we hear a lot about life balance, quality of life, salaries are very important for an athletic trainer. So what, what can we look for uh, in that realm? Yeah, so uh In 2021, our national organization, the National Athletic Trainers Association, did a salary survey. And so as part of that, um, if you're a member of the National Athletic Trainers Association, you can actually go in and dig through that data and request um, data to be pulled on specific um, settings. And so I did sort of a broad search, but I wanted to let people know exactly if you're coming out with a master's degree and you have zero experience really um, working professionally because you're just coming out of school. If you're coming out with a master's degree right around graduation at that time, the median salary for athletic trainers is 55,000. And so um, again, that's going to, it will vary based on the setting, um, your years of experience and highest degree earned. But for someone just coming out of school, median salary is about 55,000. What kind of consideration should be looking for uh, when making a decision to become an athletic trainer? Is it about the money, the setting? It's certainly not about the glamour because um, we work long hours, um, depending on the setting. I think we do not need to accept uh, low salary offers. Uh, we need to accept things that are commensurate with our experience and our abilities and our education. So sh- what should we be considering uh, when looking at this decision? Truly, when someone is interested in athletic training, you know, you want to be passionate about what you're doing as a profession. And and I think that's where athletic trainers are are so successful. And that's why they're maybe sometimes willing to take the the lower paying jobs because they're so passionate about helping those who are physically active to manage their injuries or even help them prevent injuries. And so um, I think that's one of the, the biggest things to consider is, are you truly passionate about helping others and especially those in a sport um, or those who are physically active? So that's one of the key things. I also just wanted to mention, you know, if you're not sure if you're interested in athletic training or it may be something you're interested in, always reach out to athletic trainers in the in your community. So maybe even at the high school um, in your surrounding area to see if you can go in and shadow them and see what they're doing. Cause I really think that helps people understand more about what athletic trainers do 
sort of day in and day out. And um, I think that's where really people start to get very passionate about it. And so um, when I speak to students who are potentially interested in athletic training and they ask me about maybe a little bit of a lower salary than some other healthcare professionals, and I always go back to that passion piece. And I, I say, you know, there are many teachers who are out there that teachers don't have the highest salaries, but they do it because they love what they do. And so I think that's what athletic trainers, you know, we love what we do. And so we're passionate about helping others, um, you know, recover from injury. I think you've uh, helped address the, the, an, another question about what's fulfilling about being an athletic trainer. Um, I think just the opportunity to to be involved with young people and to maybe be helping them the first time they've ever really been injured, to help parents navigate the healthcare system, to see the return of an athlete following a, a serious injury or a minor injury, serious injury that. Uh, uh, you just see the excitement of them getting back out on the field, doing the things that they love, too, they're passionate about. So yep. anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the the coolest things about our profession is that, you know, we're we're with those individuals, you know, almost every day, depending on your setting. But you may be there when somebody gets injured and then you're you're helping them, you know, get back and recover and you actually see them go back to what they want to do. So you're you're with them every step. Um, as they as they um, progress. So I think that's another piece that's very fulfilling is that you can see them, you know, when they're injured, but you also are helping them through that process and get back to the level that they want to get back to. Um, and then I think the other thing that's really awesome about this profession is no, no day is ever the same. You know, you never know who's going to get injured. You know, we're always hoping that no one's going to get injured, right? But your, your day is going to vary um, on what's going to happen. And I think that's another fun thing uh, about this profession. Exactly. Every day is a new adventure. You're yeah. only, you're one step away from an injury and uh, in sports, it's next man up, but uh, with athletic training, it's uh, there. That's the first one they're calling uh, mm -hmm. for when there's help, when there, when there's need for help, when there's an emergency. And uh, we've seen the benefits of athletic trainers being there in an emergency situation because you call uh, the rescue squad, it's going to take several minutes for them to get there. And if you've got an athletic trainer uh, present when there's a serious injury at a sports event uh, that occurs, that you can have immediate care and intervention that's needed and, and necessary uh, during those difficult times and circumstances. So we're uh, JSMP is a sports safety advocacy program. So what would be your message uh, to parents in encouraging their children to participate in sports and to do it in a safe manner? Yeah, so I think we all know that the health benefits, both physically and mentally, for kids participating in sports. But, you know, I would just encourage um, parents to make sure that they understand um, the safety of the sport and that they understand, you know, where their um, child may be practicing, where their games are, and understand, you know, if an emergency is to happen, you know, how. How can that coach they may be working with be best prepared? Is there an athletic trainer that may be around um, during those events? But I think also if for parents, you know, making sure that your, your child has an annual physical to make sure you understand if there's any underlying conditions that you uh, need to be aware of. Um, and then also, um, I think, like I've mentioned, just making sure that if there is an athletic trainer or the coach knows how to respond if there is some type of emergent event. 
That's excellent. And just our thoughts on athletic trainers to better educate our coaches. It's being available for them, giving them the education that they need, because sometimes we may be on the field covering multiple sports in multiple venues. And those coaches need to be aware of what your skills are, when to call you, um, and you can help them too to promote safe practices, best practices, and to have their emergency action plan uh, ready to implement when necessary. And to make it, uh, we want to make it as safe as possible. We, Some people ask, well, what do you do? You just stand there all day. Well, when something happens, uh, we're ready to respond. And that's, uh, uh, we don't want to be busy, but we'll be busy enough. Uh, don't worry about it. They, they don't see a lot of things that go on behind the scenes and that. Any other thoughts you have about uh, there is an AT for that? No, I, I don't think I have any other thoughts, but I, you know, I would welcome individuals to explore, you know, our um, National Athletic Trainers Association website. If you're in the Jacksonville area or Northeast Florida to explore the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program website, there's lots of resources that um, individuals can access um, by looking into those things. And then there's even um, some websites that just help to promote the awareness of athletic trainers, such as at your own risk. Um, and at each moment that really help to uh, explain what is an athletic trainer and and what are our skill sets? What can we do? So um, I would say definitely look into those two because they also speak to how to become an athletic trainer and what education is needed. Thank you for joining us on the Youth Sports Safety Update produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program, where we are dedicated to sports safety, advocacy, and prevention. This is your host, Jim Mackey, and thank you for joining us today, Dr. Bowling. We look forward to the next broadcast of Youth Port Safety Update. Thank you.